Welcome to the Healthy You Gatherings podcast. We are told in John 16, that we will have troubles, and Jesus confirms that by saying, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Healthy You Gatherings allows us to come together and explore complex and difficult topics. Find benefit in learning from the one who's overcome the world, who understands that a biblical perspective will help us find peace amidst life's everyday issues. Hey, everybody. Welcome to uh, another podcast of Healthy You Gatherings. And today we're going to be talking about communication. And this is actually uh, part two in a series on communication. So if you haven't listened to part one, it'll probably make a little more sense if you stop now and go back and listen to the uh, first part of the podcast. And then this is uh, part two. Some of what we talk about today will be similar uh, or a repeat to what we had last time. But we're just going to go into a little more depth on on a few things. Um, you have your PowerPoint with you, so if you want to take a look at that to be able to follow along. Uh, slide two, what do we hope to learn today? Really two things. One is to identify ways of communication. And then two, learn how to use communication to connect. And that's a little different than just learning how to communicate to get information across. What we would like to do is let's explore a little bit about how we can um, use communication to connect with others. So uh, some of this, again, is a, is a repeat. If you go to slide three, what is communication? Um, Oxford says it's the imparting or the exchanging of information or news. And then here's what's interesting is that the uh, original verb um, came from a word called communicare, which means to share. So I find it interesting with um, Brookwood having care ministries, uh, a lot of times we are communicating or uh, in community uh, trying to care. So this idea of communicare is kind of this um, connection of sharing, you are sharing information, but you're you're sharing something a little bit um, deeper than just the words. Uh, slide four: How do we communicate? Uh, Seventy to ninety-three percent, which is a huge amount, um, of how we communicate is nonverbal, um, and you could probably reflect on some things in your own life where you felt what the person was communicating, even though they didn't use words. Things like facial gestures, things like eye contact or lack of eye contact. Um, you know, a lack of eye contact could be shame. It could be guilt. It could be nervousness. It could be a lot of things. Um, body posture, a uh, person leaning into you as you're talking or they're leaning into you as they talk or you know, slouched in their seat with their arms folded across, that can communicate much more than whatever the words say. Um, touch, you know, how we uh, are in someone else's uh, personal space and um, a hug or a, um, you know, someone passes away and you are consoling them, you know, how you do that can uh, communicate more than just words. And then uh, slide five, um, 
we talked about this in the first podcast, when we do communicate verbally, three ways we do that. We talk to someone, we talk at someone, we talk with someone. And what we're looking forward uh, to do today specifically is to move towards talking with someone. Um, Sometimes it's appropriate to talk at someone if someone's in danger and you're trying to tell them to stop or uh, if you have a child and you're telling them to get out of the road, you may talk at them to get their attention. But generally talking at someone is is the least effective way to uh, build bridges with others. You can talk to someone. That's usually just information. I'm giving you directions. I'm giving you the steps of how to, you know, put a desk together. Um, Talking with someone is actually inviting the other person to uh, talk back with you. Um, And you can probably reflect on conversations you've had where it's not really talking with someone. They're they're either talking to you or at you. And and that can make you feel a certain way versus when, hey, this person's open. Uh, We're having a good conversation. We're having a good back and forth type of feeling. Uh, Slide six, how we listen is very important in communication. And this is probably, if there's a pet peeve for me, it's probably this one, which the difference between listening to respond versus listening to understand. And uh, listening to respond, uh, the typical person between 7 and 20 seconds is already deciding what they're going to say, whereas people who learn how to um, listen to understand are giving you a little bit more time, giving you their full uh, attention. Um, and so listening to respond is, is okay, you're going to tell me something, and then here's my rebuttal, here's my response. And what we find is that people heal, especially people who have been through trauma, been through hard things, if they can find counselor, pastor, friend, who listens to understand. And that takes more time, that takes more energy, less of that is upon you as the listener, and it is more about paying attention to the other person. If you remember when we we talked about um, how do we communicate back in slide four, and I said 70 to 90, 93% is nonverbal. If you're listening to understand, then you're, you're paying attention to those things as well. Uh, as we move on to slide seven... Uh, the three levels of connection through communication, and this is where we're going to get more into um, learning how to uh, communicate, to connect, or to share. You have what we call general traits, which we're going to go over first, and then we move to what we call personal concerns, and then what we call self-narrative. And so in slide eight, general traits, this is what we would call level one talk. This is like your small talk. This is you're at a gathering, everybody's around the cheese tray, and it's just chit-chat. It's uh, water cooler talk. It's about really nothing. It's about the weather. It's about um, what we would call social scripts. How's your family? How's the job? How did vacation go? And really, when we're doing this, this is almost... It almost feels to some of us like it's a waste of time and mainly because it feels like it lacks chemistry. We're not, it doesn't feel like we're going anywhere, but it's almost like this is necessary to get to a deeper level with somebody because it is a building block for the next level, which we're going to talk about in a minute when we talk about personal concerns. 
it's like being in the uh, baby pool or it's being in the shallow end of the pool. You kind of have to get in there first. A lot of people never leave this area. This is the place where they feel more comfortable. If you look at slide nine, it's things like, how are you? What do you do? What's your family like? Where are you from? And some of those can break the ice, but because it's a what we call a social script, we can fall into it without really even thinking. And so I can be in a conversation with you in this level and not be paying attention to you or your answers. Perfect example, you ever meet somebody for the first time and they tell you their name and you can't remember their name afterwards. It's because you went into social script. You almost went into like... Um, wouldn't call it numbness, but you're almost in this like loop where you are on autopilot. Um, Now, if you learn how to use this level to build to the second level, then you're probably going to stay more focused in this level when you are having those conversations. And what is that next level? Slide 10. This is personal concerns. This is where you get into getting to know somebody a little bit more. Uh, three words I would put in here is it could be someone's goals, could be someone's desires, could be somebody's problems. So for instance, if you go to slide 11, what was the highlight of your day? That's different than saying, how was your day? One thing we did with our uh, children when they were growing up uh, at dinner, we would say something similar to this. We didn't say, how was your day at school? Because those of us who are parents know what the answer is. Good, bad. If you say, hey, you know, what happened today? Nothing. But when I ask this question, what was the best part of your day? What was the hardest part of your day? What was the biggest struggle? What was the thing that made your day? What was the highlight of your day? At first, they were a little resistant to it, but then they they started to come around because they realized we did we did care. But this makes the other person get out of that social script and really start thinking about things. Um, you know, are you learning anything new right now? Uh, I had someone ask me the other day, "What book are you reading?" Because they know I'm a I'm a book reader. I thought, well, that was interesting. Um, reading C.S. Lewis's uh, "Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe." Uh, in case anybody was wondering. Um, but that was kind of cool because it, it broke us out of the script and then it led me to like, well, are you doing anything that's kind of cool? Um, you know, you could you could ask different kinds of questions than what's on slide 11. I've got another one. What project are you working on? You know, it could be anything interesting coming up, anything new coming up. What's a hobby that you're doing? Anything new? Um, and it's just really f- fun because then you you are breaking out of just this general trait conversation and you're moving more into who that person is just a little without being super personal because some people are okay with this level, but they don't necessarily want to go into the next level, which is going to be what we call um, uh, self-narrative. And and we'll get there in a moment. Uh, If you look at Slide 12, this is where it gets a little bit deeper. What's weighing on your heart and mind right now? What's troubling you? What's bothering you? How can I help? Is there anything I can pray for you about? Um, If you know the person, 
you know, and you know there's a situation. How is so-and-so doing? How's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? You know, how's that um, rehab going on your knee, on your shoulder, something like that, that gives the other person a chance to respond at a little bit of a deeper level without feeling like you're prying. Sometimes if you say, like, well, what's weighing on your heart and mind right now? They may say, eh, nothing. Everything's kind of good. Okay, then maybe it's not going anywhere at that time. But don't discount that question may come back to you. The answer to that may come back to you differently because the person may think about it and may begin to realize, you know, that that person cared. And they may come back to you and say, hey, remember when you asked me this, I said this, but let me share this with you. And I think if you are in a posture of listening and you're listening to understand instead of respond, then I believe that people will tell you more. And then how can I help? Just make sure that when you ask that question that you're willing to. Um, And sometimes the best help is to get them to someone who can help them. Um, I do that all the time with folks. I can ask people, how can I help you? But I'm not the answer to it. Sometimes I am, but most of the time I'm not the one that they're coming to. I'm going to say, hey, I know a person. And let me get you to that person so that you can get help with this. And sometimes it's a resource. Uh, You know, sometimes it's an organization. um, And sometimes it's actual, like, counseling. Um, If you go to slide 13, this is the deepest level of the three. This is what we call uh, the self-narrative. And uh, I like to call this the story that we tell ourselves. And why this is important is because what you see about your life and what you believe about your life is the most important part. I could tell you all day long how great you are, but if you don't believe that, then you're going to go back to your own story. And so what's great about self-narrative questions, and and I use this phrase a lot, you, you get permission from the person to go to this place. And what I mean by that is they're going to share to the level that they trust you. This is when you have a relationship with someone. This is this is somebody um, that you're connected to. And if you go to slide 14, look at these questions. What's the proudest moment of your life? You know, that's a, that's a reflective question. Um, and really a follow-up to that could be, and, and why is that the proudest moment of your life? Like, tell me some more about that. Uh, this is what I would call 3D answers. It's it's not just a piece of paper and a pencil and you write on it. Like this, this comes off the paper. Like what forces shaped you into who you are today? You know, that's a good reflective question to go, who knows me? What happened? And some of those forces could be people and some of those forces could be events. And they're not always positive. You know, sometimes it's the... The loss of a relationship, the loss of a loved one, moving, um, going through an illness, they could have shaped you. Now, the good thing about if you're a believer, you get to look at that and say, okay, if Romans 8.28 is true, which is all things work out for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose, then you may even be able to see something that might be considered negative has actually shaped your life in a positive way. And so you've learned from that, and you've grown stronger, you've grown more resilient. And here's the cool thing about these questions, is sometimes it will make the person who's asked the question to really 
go deeper, and they may find something else out about themselves that they didn't know before. And that's where the third question comes in. How do you feel most misunderstood or, or understood? could be either one of them. This is a great question because I don't think it's asked very often. And so asking somebody, hey, what's your sweet spot? Where do you feel most understood? Like, where do you function really well? Where's, where's your energy come from? But when, where do you feel misunderstood? Um, I think that for me personally, sometimes I'm misunderstood because even though I am a pastor and a counselor and a teacher, um, I have to recharge by being by myself. And I think sometimes people misunderstand if I say, hey, I'm busy and I can't meet with you because I've already met with three people today. Well, all he's doing is he's just in his office. But what's happening is, is I'm recharging. I'm getting some quiet time, some time to process, some time to think. But when people only see you at a certain level, they may think, well, you know, you should be able to just keep on going. Now, a lot of times if people knew I had three meetings before the fourth one, they would understand it. But on the outside looking in, I think sometimes uh, I feel misunderstood. Another one, you can go to uh, slide 15. Um you know, who's your hero? Like, who's someone you admire? I love hearing stories of um, lineage, parents, grandparents, uh, that people knew who inspired them. And what's cool about questions like this is that it will get people to open up and they'll talk. And again, when we were talking about level one, that social script kind of goes away. And what's cool about that, and I keep using that phrase because I really like it, is you get to find out a whole lot more about them. Because when you start to talk, think about this, when you start to talk about someone you admire or someone that's a hero, you begin to remember more and more stuff about the person. You begin to remember more and more about how that person influenced you. You begin to remember more and more how you felt being around that person. You know, one of my first uh, coaches when I was, in middle school, um, he was a football coach. Great influence on me. Probably one of the first coaches who said to me that I was good at football. Now, at the time, I was the same size as everybody. Most people got taller than me and bigger than me. And so, of course, I wasn't going to be a professional football player. But in middle school, I had a blast. And why? It was because I felt like this coach in particular believed in me, he saw something in me, and he was able to pull that out of me. So you may want to reflect on that. And what a great conversation if two people are having and they're talking about someone they admire and someone that was a hero, and both people are listening to understand. That's a rich conversation, and now what's happening is you've gone from just communicating to someone or at someone now you're communicating with them, and you're actually sharing. Remember at the very beginning, communishare. You're actually sharing a part of you and how you got to be where you are today. And that's how intimacy occurs in relationships. That's how connections form. That's how this two-way street starts to develop. This bridge is built. And so really today's podcast was just to give you kind of – a snapshot of how to go just a little bit deeper, 
And of course, at the end, we always give you an opportunity that if you know what, if you need to talk to somebody, if it goes beyond just this, if there's more damage, there's more hurt, there's it's a little more severe than just going from level one to two to three, then man, by all means, get in touch with us. We would love to walk with you through that. And uh, that information will be here at the end right after I pray. Uh, you can email us. You can also call us. And also be be aware of other podcasts that are coming and uh, other opportunities, uh, not only in care, but in Brookwood as a whole that you can uh, participate in, whether it's a class or a seminar. And uh, of course, um, what we do on Sunday. So with that, I'm going to pray for you and um, and we'll end our time today. Father, we, uh, we thank you that you are the example of communication. Um, you desire to communicate with us and you listen to us, Lord. Our, our value to you uh, is immeasurable. We don't understand it. We can read your word and we can see the words on the page, but God, I pray that we'll begin to experience it more tangibly and that it'll change our lives. And Lord, as our lives are changed because of our relationship with you, I pray that you'll put people on our paths that we can share that with. And then your kingdom grows, Lord, and you get glorified. And God, we just thank you for our time today. And Jesus, as always, we thank you for your sacrifice on the cross because we wouldn't have a relationship with you or our Heavenly Father or the Holy Spirit. And so, Jesus, in your name we pray. Amen. Well, God bless you guys and have a great day. Thanks again for listening to Care Ministries podcast from Brookwood Church. If you would like more information about today's topic or you need support, you can call us at 864 864- 688-8355 or email us at careministries at brookwoodchurch.org To find out more about what Care Ministries offers, please visit www.brookwoodchurch.org care. We'd love to be an encouragement to you as we walk together in a healing relationship with Christ. Until next time, God bless.